Welcome to the Cochrane Community Church Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us, and we look forward to how Jesus will impact your life through this message. See, at Cochrane Community Church, our mission is simple. We want to share the love of Jesus so that our families, our community, the next generation, and the world will know Him as Savior. And this means that we strive to be a loving, Christ-centered community of believers. We just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to tune into this episode. And at this time, please sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode. Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good. It's good to see you out here this morning. Um, It's been a wonderful morning so far, hasn't it? Been a good start to the day. We've covered a whole lot so far just in the first 20 minutes or so of service. Uh, We've taken a posture of prayer as we were singing the Lord's Prayer. Uh, And then we had a wonderful, wonderful story of of, uh, someone seeking to serve and the persistence to find that. Just, Kendall, let me say thank you. Thank you for sharing that story uh, with us here this morning. Uh, We've been reminded. We've been reminded of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, how he paid for your sins and he's paid for for my sins. And wow, what a way to start. What a way to start. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Jesse McCullough. I serve here at the church as a Bible teacher and as an elder. And today I am serving as stunt double to Pastor John. <clears throat> stunt double because Pastor John, he is away at conference in Texas this week. So uh, I'm going to need a little bit of help here this morning. So I'm going to ask that you join me in prayer as we, uh, as we get started. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I, I, I thank you for the opportunity that you've provided us once again to gather together to worship you. I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to study your word and to learn more about you and to seek the challenges that, that you have for us. I pray that, that you prepare each of our hearts for the message this morning. And I submit myself to you. Use me to deliver the message that you would have each of us here. And I pray that Your Holy Spirit will have us hear the things that you would have us hear for your glory and for the expansion of your kingdom. Amen. All right, so when Pastor John asked me to stunt double, he gave me three things that I needed to accomplish during my time here. We're going to go through the first two here pretty quick. The first one was, he said, make sure you review the church's mission statement. Make sure you do that. And then he would go on and he would say, also, make sure you use this piece of scripture out of Matthew. And I said, okay, I can do that. So let's get to work crossing the items off of my list this morning. Let's look at the church mission statement. Would you say this with me here, please? At Cochrane Community Church, we are people sharing the love of Jesus so that our families, community, the next generation, and the world will know him as Savior. All right, so I have one thing crossed off my list to start the day here this morning. Um, And we're going to turn our attention next to uh, uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25. And I'm going to let you know that this is where we're going to start, but it's not where we're going to finish. We're going to go a little bit deeper uh, here this morning. And that's because 
I believe that God has something pretty special for us here this morning. Um, I would tell you that over the last couple of weeks as I've been preparing, uh, uh, I, I've gotten more and more excited about the, uh, the, the, the lesson that I have to share with you uh, this morning. And I, if, for, if you would have been here at 8.30, it was about 8.15. Somebody, maybe somebody can keep me honest about this. The power went out here. The whole building went black for about... I don't know, three, or it was just a short while, while, and then we had the lights come back on. Uh, it was a little bit of a dicey situation, but I'll tell you, I was ready to share this message with you this morning at seven. You would have been here at seven. I would have shared this lesson with you then. So uh, uh, do me this favor. Let's get ourselves warmed up. Look at your neighbor and tell them this. Give them this encouragement. Say, this, le- this lesson can change your life. All right, very good. Let's, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. If you would, turn with me to the uh, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. We're going to look at uh, verses 31 through 46. Matthew 25, 31 through 46, the story of the sheep and the goats. It reads, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and he will put the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since creation, since the creation of the world. For I was hungry And you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothes you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the, e- or into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. All right, by show of hands, who has heard this story before? Oh, okay. A lot of, now, just out of, and this is a, this is an informal poll. Um, if you were the pastor and you were going to go away for the week, is this the passage you would give your stunt double? 
Uh, there's, there's a couple of hands in the back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the vote of confidence here this morning. Yeah. So uh, we see that we see that the people are brought before King Jesus and they're separated to the left and to the right. And the ones on the right, they received a reward and an interesting observation. They received the reward and they didn't know why. They didn't know why. When did we see this? When did we have, when, when did we do this? They, 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 they didn't know. They did not recognize when or how they served the Lord. They didn't recognize. Isn't that interesting? They didn't even know. But what they did was serve others. They served others. Over the last few weeks, Pastor John has been opening his message uh, with four words. And those four words are sacrifice, compassion, selflessness, and service. And I would tell you that after the first week uh, when Pastor shared, uh, shared that list of four, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine. And he admitted that he struggled with this idea of sacrifice. And as we talked, it became really clear to me that perhaps he didn't quite understand what sacrifice means. Maybe he didn't quite get this. You see, Jesus gave us a command, and I believe the command is to sacrifice. So this is where I'm at into my, uh, my, my checklist. Uh, if you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, we're going to look, just look at verses 24 and 25. It reads, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it, all right? The righteous save their lives. Now, if we, if we look at these two stories and we look for how we can connect them, I'm going to suggest to you that the way that the righteous do this is by serving others. It's by serving others. But it, it isn't easy at all. Serving others is not an easy thing to do. Jesus tells his disciples, and he tells us, if we are his disciples, to deny ourselves pick up our cross, and follow him. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds an awful lot like sacrifice to me, right? Does it, does it, not, does it not sound like sacrifice to you? And uh, what I'm learning is it seems that uh, a great many people do not understand this idea of sacrifice, or if they do, they have an inaccurate definition. You see, um, I would suggest that Many people would describe or define sacrifice as giving something up. Anybody agree with me? Would you say that a sacrifice is giving something up? I see a few hands going up. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people would do that. And, and I would suggest that that's a good start of a definition, but it is not complete. A sacrifice is not just giving something up. Um, what makes it incomplete is that there, the exchange has not been completed. You see, when you sacrifice, you give up something in exchange for something else. There's this exchange that happens. Uh, brothers and sisters, I would suggest to you that the word sacrifice has been distorted in today's world. And I, and, and I would suggest that many would, dis, would define sacrifice in this way, and it's as giving up something of value in exchange for something of lesser 
value. All right, giving up something of value in exchange for something of lesser value. I think many people would fall for that definition. You see, in the Old, in the Old Testament, there were many, many laws about sacrifice. Uh, there, depending on the situation, uh, somebody may be instructed to sacrifice a bull or a lamb or a dove or some grain or you know, a whole list of things. The list goes on and on and on. You can, you can look that up in the Old Testament. Um, it wasn't just giving something up, though. They were getting something in return. And it wasn't just giving something up. It was giving the best up, right? It was giving up the first fruit. It was giving up uh, an animal that had no blemish on it. It was, it was to give, give their best is what they, was what they were instructed to do. And it was an exchange. And what did the people of the Old Testament get in return? They would get right standing with God until they messed up again. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I mess up quite a bit. So I want, for those of you that are filling out your sermon outlines, uh, and for those of you that fell for my trick of putting lesser in on the first blank, I wanna invite you to go and cross that out. Cross out the word lesser in your definition, right? Because a sacrifice is not giving up something of value in exchange for something of lesser value. No, 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 no. A sacrifice is giving up something of value in exchange for something of greater value, right? Whenever we sacrifice, we must recognize that we are exchanging something of value for something of greater value. Now, some of us will do some sacrifice and we'll sacrifice from our wallet. We'll go into, we'll go into McDonald's and we'll sacrifice a $10 bill. We'll give up something of value in exchange for a Big Mac, something that we perceive to be of greater value. Or if you're like me, I will sacrifice a $20 bill at Krispy Kreme Donuts in exchange for two dozen donuts and then proceed to do my best to make short work of those two dozen donuts. Um, Don't miss this, though. We need to put this all in context. We know that Jesus was a sacrifice, right? He gave up his life. He gave up something of value. And what did he get in return? He got something of greater value. Now, you may already know this, but I want to give you just a moment to let that sink in. Let that sink in. Jesus gave up his life. He gave up something of value in exchange for something of greater value. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a made-up story. I made this story up. Uh, it's just sort of my imagination running wild with me, and you're welcome, to, uh, you're welcome to like it, and you're welcome to reject it, but just I ask that you hear me out here for the next minute or two. I want you to imagine God and Jesus up in heaven, and they're looking down at planet Earth, right? And uh, they, they, they see all the, all the sinful people, and God looks to Jesus, and he says, you know, Jesus, I have a plan, but you may not like it. And Jesus says, well, tell me about this plan. And God says, well, I'm going to send you down to earth. And Jesus says, okay, I'm with you so far. Uh, what, are you, what, what am I not going to like about this plan? God goes on to say, well, you're going to live for about 30 years or so. And then the people down there are going to nail you to a cross and crucify you. And Jesus goes, that sounds awful. You're right, I don't like this plan. God goes on to say, but 
you know, there's going to be some people that believe in you. And for the people that believe in you, we're going to be able to bring them back home with us. We'll be able to bring them back. Jesus thinks for a minute. And then I want you to know that in my version of the story, he started asking different names. He started asking about certain people. I'm going to pick on a couple of people. Just I don't have my glasses on. I can't see that far, but I'm going to pick on a couple of people here, right? He said, what about Randy? God said, oh, we'll be able to bring Randy home. What about Sarah? Oh, yeah, he can bring Sarah home. What about Dan? He can come home. What about Jim? What about Laura? Bring him home. We'll bring him home. And as Jesus heard this, he said, this decision's easy. I'm in. I'm in. That's how valuable you are to God. I want you to know that at one point your name came up in heaven. And the idea is, is that Jesus said, can, can, we bring, can we bring you back? And God said, yep, we can do that. He just has to come down here and, and give his life. He has to be that sacrifice. Now, this may not be a story in the Bible, but I want you to be encouraged this morning that when the plan was put together that included Jesus dying on the cross, your name was taken into consideration. I want you to make that personal. Your name was taken into consideration. God would give up his son for you. Do me a favor. Look to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor you're valuable. Now tell your other neighbor, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're valuable and you are worth it. Now that's where my, my version of this made up story ends. But I'm going to tell you, if you study the story of Jesus in scripture, you're going to find a man who came to earth and what did he do? He served. He served. He served everybody that came to him. You cannot find an example in scripture where someone came to Jesus asking for help and Jesus said, no, you don't matter. He served everybody who came to him. Now, many times the way he helped was somewhat unconventional. It wasn't necessarily flashy or extravagant. Uh, there were no, no light shows. There were no loud noises. It was not necessarily what you would expect. He just served everyone who asked. And I think we need to view sacrifice through this lens of value and service this morning. We must recognize that the things we give up, be it our time, be it our talent, be it our treasure, whatever it is that we give up, it is for something and it is for someone greater. I can tell you from personal experience, when, when I have sacrificed to serve, uh, it has always been for a greater return. Now, sometimes I've had to look a little harder to find where this greater return came from. And sometimes the return does not come right away. Uh, you know, I've been teaching a Bible class here for the better part of 15 years. And that has been a sacrifice. You know, uh, by and large, my Saturday nights are, sent, are spent with the Bible open. Uh, or Saturday mornings will be spent with the Bible open trying to figure out how do I put this, let, let this lesson together to be able to share with people. And there's sometimes that I'll go through a lesson and I'll walk out and I'll be like, man, was that a stinker? Like I've, I've, I've put together some stinker lessons on my own. But then what's fascinating to me is that people will come up and they'll be like, remember when you shared that? That made a difference. That changed my life. Like 
the, the, the exchange is that you give up something of value and your return will be greater, right? And, and personally, I can tell you that the sacrifice that I have made is, has led to a, to a greater relationship that I have with God and Jesus through the Holy Spirit, right? Because, because of that, that consistent sacrifice that has been put into place. And one of the things that just uh, amazes me so much is that every once in a while, you'll, I'll, I'll share a lesson with somebody and they'll come back sometime later and they'll be like, I shared that lesson with somebody else. The return is greater. The return is greater. So we're given a command. If we want to follow Jesus, we must pick up our cross and sacrifice and serve. And while this will will require we give up something of value, we must recognize the greater value which will be returned. So today, we stand at the doorstep of opportunity. We stand at the doorstep of opportunity. And the question is this, will you serve? Will you serve? Will you become a fully devoted follower of Christ? Now, allow me to ask you this question. Are you all in? Fully devoted to me says I'm all in. So I'm going to ask you to rate yourself. What percentage are you in from zero to 100%, right? What, what percentage are you in this morning? And I like to teach this. This is a little mini lesson. And those of you that have gone through this little mini lesson with me, don't give away all the answers. But uh, I want to walk you through this, right? We have two ends of the spectrum. You could, you could be 0% committed, right? Um, you could be 0% committed or you could be 100% committed, right? So, uh, Nick, I don't know if we can pull a slide up here. You, you have a grid in your, um, in your sermon outline this morning, right? We have opposite ends of the spectrum, you could be you could be zero percent committed, and if you're zero percent committed, if you're zero percent in, how much are you uncommitted? How much are you out? This is this is the advanced math that I like to do uh, whenever I teach. Zero percent in, how much are you out? Hundred percent. This is a sharp group. I was I you know maybe sleeping in this morning maybe that helped right you know let's let's go let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's say that you're a hundred percent in. Let's say that you're 100% committed. How much are you uncommitted? Zero. Makes sense, right? This isn't that hard. This isn't that hard. Well, let's, let's see what we have because there's a lot of people that will find themselves somewhere in the middle, right? What if you find that your level of commitment is 50%? What if you find yourself that you're at a 50% level of commitment? How much are you uncommitted? Or, or what about this? What if you're 99% committed? What if you're 99% committed? How much are you uncommitted? If you're 99% in, how much are you out? And I'm going to tell you this. The answer to this is the same. These two numbers have the same answer. You see, the level of commitment at 50% and 99% is the same. And the level of uncommitment is 100%. If you're 50% committed, you are 100% uncommitted. If you're 99% committed, you're 100% uncommitted. One of my mentors describes it this way. He said, and I didn't put this on your, on, on your outline. You may want to take this as a note. 
but he describes it this way. He says, if you're 99% in, you're 100% out. And I, I wanted him to be wrong about that. Oh, did I want him to be wrong about that? But I, the more I have thought about it and the more that I've studied it, I have found out that he is correct. 99% in is 100% out. You see, when we're, when we're 99% committed, the enemy's gonna come at you. The enemy's gonna come at you with that 1% where you're exposed, right? It's gonna be the weather, or it's gonna be the kids, or it's gonna be your favorite team is playing at an inappropriate time, right? It's, it's gonna be you're a little tired, or maybe you're not feeling this, or you're not feeling that. And, and what's gonna happen is you're not gonna show up. 99% in is 100% out. I want to invite you this morning to be fully devoted. I want to invite you to be 100% in. We are presented with the opportunity to show many people how they are valued by the kingdom of God, and that requires us to serve. It demands that we pick up our cross and we do the things that Jesus did and we do the things that Jesus does. It will require us to take our next steps. And so we, we must take a moment and we need, to, we need to reflect. We need to say, and I need to ask you this question. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, before you answer this question, I want you to take, some, take a little bit of time to reflect. And I want you to consider... I want you to consider some of the most wonderful things that you have experienced in your life. What are some of those most wonderful things that you've ever experienced in your life? How did you get to that place? How did you get to that wonderful place? Was it by saying yes or was it by saying no? I'm going to turn things over to the worship team to uh, give you a little bit of time to think here this morning. And, uh, and I'll come back and I'll share just a closing thought with you in a moment. So uh, I'll turn it over to you. We hope you found this week's episode relevant and encouraging. We just want to say thanks so much for taking time to listen. And if you'd like, please feel free to share it with a family member or a friend. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like more information about Cochrane Community Church, go online and visit ccubchurch.org. Well, that's all the time we have this week, but we would love for you to join us back here next week as we continue to see what it looks like to live a countercultural lifestyle for God. And from all of us here at Cochrane Community Church, we just want to say that we pray that God blesses your faithfulness. We'll see you back here next week.